Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast is in your life today. Happy Halloween to all of you, my beautiful people. Happy Halloween, guys. It is October 31st, 2023, and I hope you guys are or have been being safe throughout this entire weekend. And I just finished coming back yesterday from Pennsylvania, visiting my friends, going on a road trip with my girlfriend, visiting my friends, and... Dare I say we had a great time. We had a fabulous time. I haven't posted any pictures yet. I am so late in posting pictures on my social media. It's insane. And it's definitely something that I have to work on and stop being a procrastinator. But I posted a lot of pictures and we had a great time. We went pumpkin patching. I've carved a pumpkin for the very first time. I know. I know. I don't remember ever carving a pumpkin ever in my entire life, and I was trying to carve a venom face (laughs) on this damn pumpkin, and I just never ever got the... First of all, carving out teeth is freaking difficult, especially with the amount of teeth that venom has, and trying to carve it on a pumpkin, I'm sure there are tons of other examples, and other people have done it way better than me, but it's what I tried to do, yet I'm proud with the face that I made, the evil maniacal face for Halloween on the pumpkin. So I'm very, very happy about that. I dressed up as an assassin from Assassin's Creed, even though I haven't really played all of the games. I know, I know I'm a little bit behind, but I dressed up as an assassin. And the funny thing was we went on these, we went on these Halloween, uh, these tours and we went into a couple of haunted houses. And the funny thing was, it was my second time going on to these houses. And when I put the hood on, for some reason, I felt like the character. I felt like I was the character where I, I don't know what the old saying is, but I, 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 I work in the darkness to serve the light. You know, something like that. <laughs> and throughout the entire time, we're literally going through this haunted house, and you know, you have the actors that are going boo and bang, <laughs> trying to scare us. There was a couple of moments where my girlfriend was like, I don't like this. I don't like this. This is scary. And what she doesn't like were the amount of stairs that we had to go through because she doesn't like stairs. And of course, there were a lot of flashing lights. And it's so funny that these haunted houses don't have a disclaimer that says that if you are epileptic or if you suffer from seizures, Warning strobing lights. There were so many strobing lights in this haunted house. I forgot the name of this crypt, but just look up Haunted Mansion Crypt in Pennsylvania. Every year I go to this thing with my friends. We had a great time. And apparently something else also happened. I go to Target and me and my girlfriend was literally going to get a charger for her phone because we're about to go on a road trip. And then we come back and I bought the Spider-Man 2 and the PS5. <laughs> I bought the PS5 and the Spider-Man 2 game. And I'm like, how the bloody hell did this happen? Instead of spending 20 bucks, I ended up spending about 600 So 
<laughs> but secretly, though, I've wanted a PS5 for the past few years. Now that they're in stock, they've been on heavy stock for a while. And I'm in the process in my life where I have more free time now to do whatever it is that I want. Focusing my attentions in voiceover, focusing my attentions on my business, marketing, auditioning and things like that but every now and then I want to do something fun I want to do something for me especially since I am now venturing into the video game genre I want to play more video games I want to play more fantasy games I want to play games where I can become the character and do what I want to do to act and feel like the character because if this is my path and this is what I want to pursue in my future this is the way to do it, and I'm so glad that I finally got the game. It's still going to take me a while to play it. I would probably give myself maybe an extra week or two, just in case. Just in case. Just in case. Also, I, I know we're diving into a few things that are not really comic book related, because we're going to talk about a certain death that has occurred in this new timeline book that I've never ever heard of. Well, I probably had a glimpse of hearing, but... Now, after this book confirmed this death, I have mixed feelings about it. But I do want to say, before we start off, or we continue completely, shout out to two people. One has been a phenomenal story, and the other one a terrible, terrible ending. This is not comic book related, but this is something that I personally want to uh, pursue because it interests me. First of all, congratulations to Francis Ngannou! If you haven't heard, the baddest man on the planet going toe-to-toe with the heavyweight champion boxer Tyson Fury. And this guy, the boxing system beat him, but we all saw that he became the baddest man in the universe. He beat Tyson Fury, Francis Ngannou, the true MMA heavyweight champion, the true boxing champion. Ah! <sighs> Ah, Le Predator, Francis Ngannou. Ah, ah. If you haven't heard of this guy, I highly recommend his story. He is the epitome of someone that has went through hell and back in his life, going through a, a tough road, escaping poverty, crossing through the deserts, getting captured at a very, very young age. And I think around the time that he was like, I don't know, 15, 18 years old or something, he goes into a gym and he's like, give me a chance and I'll be your champion. And to go from, talk about a rags to riches story. I promise you, if you have not heard of Francis Ngannou, I highly recommend his story. He is the epitome of someone that will always believe in himself, that will that that will stick to his principles, that will always do what he believes is right to bank on himself when the odds are all against him. And he comes out your success story beyond all belief. In my opinion, the true champion of the UFC, the true champion of boxing. The true champion, the baddest man in the universe, and of course, the baddest man on the planet in general. I don't care. The GOAT. He is the GOAT. A god among men. Francis Ngannou. <sighs> I like to talk about what I like to talk about. What, what do you want me to say? Also, another shout out, and this is a tragic ending. Rest in peace, rest in power. 
to Matthew Perry, a.k.a. Chandler Bing. Jesus Christ, what a... This one hurts a lot. This one does because I, I talk about many times in terms of figures and people that have helped shape our childhood and that have helped shape people that, you know, whether through it's through comedy or their acting ability or whatever the case may be, but this one really hurts. We want to talk about the fact that he's the guy from Friends, you know, Chandler Bing, Friends, and you know, can I be anymore? You know, that type, that guy. But I want to read you a quote. And this to me has, uh, first of all, I don't drink. And I've never been involved with drugs. I don't smoke. I don't do any of that. But I can imagine that a lot of people have been deeply affected by what he's went through in his life. This is exactly what he said. And I want to read this Quote by quote, verbatim verbatim, okay? So here we go. And I quote, these, these are his words. I wanted to be famous so badly there was steam coming out of my ears. And I desperately, I can't stress this part enough, but desperately needed the money that any break as an actor would give me. Then I got this audition. And, then when, and when I read the sides... The part of Chandler leapt off the page, shook my hand, and said, This is you, man. I am you. And I knew I was going to book that. I, I, excuse me. And I knew I was going to book it. In this almost mystical way, I knew that I would. And of course, I did. I was on Friends from age 24 to 34. I was in the white-hot flame of fame and earning obscene amounts of money per episode for a solid decade. But for me, the feeling of, I've made it, I'm thrilled, lasted maybe six or at most eight months. I think most stars do eventually realize that fame and money don't accomplish anything. Being rich and well-known is not adding one damn bit of good to the world and certainly not filling any holes in your life. But what they are good for, the fame and money, if you do being a celebrity at all right, are as tools to help other people. I've had a lot of ups and downs in my life. I'm still working through it personally. But the best thing about me is that if an alcoholic or drug addict comes to me and says, will you help me? I will always say, yes. I know how to do that. I will do that for you. Even if I can't always do it for myself. So I do that. Whatever I can. Whenever I can. In groups or one-on-one. And I created the Perry House in Malibu. A sober living facility for men. I also wrote my play, The End of Longing. Which is a personal message to the world. An exaggerated form of me as a drunk. I had something important to say to people like me and to people who love people like me. When I die, I know people will talk about friends, friends, friends. And I'm glad of that. Happy I've done some solid work as an actor. As well as giving people multiple chances to make fun of the struggles on the World Wide Web. But when I die, as far as my so-called accomplishments go... It would be nice if friends were listed far behind the things I did to try to help other people. I know it won't happen, but it would be nice. Matthew Langford Perry, August 19th, 1969 to October 28th, 2023. 
He died at the age of 54 from an apparent drowning. I, I don't know the full details of this, but those were all of his words, quote by quote, verbatim for verbatim. Matthew Perry was a treasure. He really was. And he brought so much joy. And as you heard just from his quote, he found ways to help people because he himself suffered so much with his own personal demons. And if there's anything that you can take away from all of this is the fact that whatever your experiences are, if you want to find your way to help other people too because of the personal demons that you have faced yourself, there are ways to do that. Matthew Perry has done it. Many people have done it. And for for me to close this, I do want to say thank you, Matthew Perry, for helping out so many people. Thank you, Matthew Perry, for bringing joy and laughter to the world for over a decade. Thank you, Matthew Perry, for shaping so many people's childhoods through acting, through laughing, just being a great human being. I'm going to miss him. I am. I don't know him personally, but I'm going to miss him. This this one this one falls in lies to me with Kevin Conroy and Stan Lee and many others that have passed and this one hurts. This one hurts. Well, enough of the ending stuff. Let's dive into this tragic character death that I kind of have some gripes about. We'll be right back right after this. I've been contemplating over and over in terms of how exactly do I want to go ahead and talking about this. Now, I'm not going to lie. I am biased when it comes to certain characters. I try to look at everything from all perspectives. It's what this show is about. You know, aside from talking about comic book stuff, I look at other things from other side of the coin. But I am a fan first, and I do favor certain characters much more than anybody else. And when I heard that this book, and I want to get the official title correctly because it's one of those things where it's like, all right, let's see exactly what uh, what this book really entitles. First of all, if you haven't heard... This new book is titled, hold on, let me bring it up a second because I don't want to butcher this in any way, shape, or form. And the last thing I need is for me to be like, well, I heard this from this book that I can't really name. So this book is called Marvel Studios, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and an official timeline offers a complete breakdown of the MCU to date, covering all 32 movies and 20 TV shows released so far, so far. So you can imagine there's possibly possibly going to be a second book that is going to explain Phase 5 and Phase 6, or the majority of Phase 5 and Phase 6. 
The book has been co-written by senior Hollywood correspondent for Vanity Fair, Anthony Bresnikin, nailed it, managing editor of Nerdist, Amy Ratcliffe, and entertainment columnist at TheUrbanDaily.com, Rebecca Theodore Vacan. Vachan. Vacon. Nailed it. <laughs> I'm so bad with names. Anyway, this book has apparently confirmed that the Scarlet Witch died. That Wanda Maximoff, our Wanda Maximoff mother, has died. Huh. Interesting. Here's an article from ScreenRant.com. Scarlet Witch's tragic demise appears to be confirmed in this new book. The moment occurs during the ending of Multiverse of Madness after Wanda destroys Mount Wondergore and there is a red burst once the rocks crush her. The book says, Wanda destroys Windegore. Wondergore, sorry. Wanda destroys Wondergore and collapses it upon herself, ending two great threats to all of the multiverse. Additionally, the entry in the book has a symbol corresponding to a major character death, officially confirming Scarlet Witch's fate. Now, once again, I've been trying to wrap my head over and over in terms of how exactly do I really not want to rip this book to pieces? Because this, in my opinion, my first reaction, this is fucking bullshit. It's nearly the same reaction of what I had with the ending of Game of Thrones Season 8 when you had the Lannister siblings, Cersei and Jaime Lannister, get crushed by fallen rubble. And I kind of feel the same thing about this. Now let me back up for a second. Many fans already are agreeing with me and saying... This is an ending to a tragic art that I feel like deserves to be better. I mean, let's look at her, let's look at her story arc. She lost her family. She lost she was treated as a guinea pig, experimented as a guinea pig, as both an Avenger as an, an as a an X-Man and a mutant or an enhancer during that time. She was treated as a guinea pig. As she later became an Avenger after being tricked by Ultron, essentially wanting to destroy basically the world. She then kills the love of her life, or has tried to kill him in order to save the world, to destroy the Mind Stone and everything else. After dealing with tragic loss and pain, she ended up creating a fake world that was just to herself. She then had to torture other people in order for this world to be, to exist. In order for this world to function. In order for this world to be its own thing and she controls everything. Realizing what she's done or due to the events of one Agatha Harkness with a new title that I have no idea what it is at this point because it's like the third or fourth time they changed it. She then realizes her ways were wrong and had to get... They'll never know what you sacrificed for. That was Photon's words. Basically had to try to redeem herself in some way, shape, or form. Of course, there's no redemption because she did torture these people. 
She then became full-on villain. With the power and the influence of the Darkhold, she became a villain, killed people. Yes, she has killed people at the Temple of Kamatash. And there was one deleted scene where there was a scene behind the scenes <laughs> where she would actually control a headless warrior swordsman and I thought it was one of the most badass scenes that I've ever seen but unfortunately it was deemed too graphic yada yada an alternate version of her which the real Wanda controlled killed the Illuminati so she has killed people and then she realizes the error of her ways by realizing that the kids that she that never existed in her main timeline but have existed in another timeline that she had to let go and realize that that Wanda will take over and basically will be the mother to them and they will be loved. And then according to this book, she then sacrifices herself for rubble and falling rocks in the Temple of Wonder Gore to collapse on her, essentially ending her life. I'm going to repeat myself. I tried to find numerous ways on how to go about this. And, as I said earlier, this is complete and utter bullshit. Her ending deserved to be better. She deserved to have a better ending than this. And it's amazing to me that a book that is coming out a year after the events of the movie basically is confirming her death. When there have been reports in between then that she will somehow come back and maybe we would have a redemption arc with her character her life from everything that I've said is a tragic one you can even say it's a Shakespearean one you can even say it's something that you would read from one of those old folklore novels when it comes to a character that has suffered so much loss so much pain so much grief has taken it out on innocent people, have done monstrous things, because I'm not excusing on the fact that she became a villain here, because what she did was wrong in the Multiverse of Madness. But at least have kind of some kind of redemption that she could change the error of her ways. And remember, White Vision is still out there. From the If you haven't seen WandaVision, White Vision is still out there. So you would think that maybe she would find a way to find him and maybe they can reconcile again. I would not know how that story would go. But the fact that it ended like this really, really bothers me. One, the fact that her character died by fallen rubble. I hate that. By fallen rocks, I hate that. It just feels so anticlimactic, very cheap, and very lazy. That's what it felt like to me. I felt like if she was going to die and if she would sacrifice herself, because remember, Secret Wars is still going to happen. Now, with the reliance of the multiverse and people would just say, well, she can come back, but her variant can, can come back or another version of her can come back again it just feels so lazy so forced and completely unneeded that you're just bringing back these characters without realizing the consequences of your own storytelling actions Scarlet Witch deserved better she deserved way better 
And I guess if you have to kill her off, you would have to do with something way better than this. Maybe have a scene where she actually fought against Doctor Strange and Doctor Strange had no choice but to kill her. Or maybe have a scene where this is what I pitched in the Multiverse of Madness. I actually pitched one of these stories. Not that it really matters because the movie already happened. Would have been another story where Doctor Strange and Wanda fought fought off against the evil Doctor Strange. Scarlet Witch realized the error of her ways. Realized what she's done. Realized that she has to sacrifice for her children that never existed to fight off against an evil Doctor Strange. And Doctor Strange kills her. In some capacity, in some way. The, one of the most powerful comic book characters may, meets her end or she sacrifices herself to take him down with her. Something along those lines. But no, we get her being killed off by fallen rubble. By fallen rocks. The Temple of the Dark Hold, which is essentially her main throne so to speak, and she ends her life like that. It just feels so bland. It just feels so lazy, and it just feels so unsatisfying. And I get it. She's been through so much in her life, and there are other people that don't like her character, and I get it, but, oh my God, this bothers me so much. I feel like I have to read this book to a T. I'm going to order this book later on today. And I want to, because it already fixed numerous continuity errors that the MCU has already given us. One of them being Spider-Man's eight-year timeline where the events of Adrian Toomes, the vulture, picking everything up. And it said eight years when in fact it was actually four years. So... I'm assuming this book, being in its exact detail, is the real timeline. But, again, this just bothers me so much because... Okay, bias... I'm being biased. I love her character and I wanted her to come back. I wanted her to have some kind of redemption. I wanted her to maybe not have a happy ending. Maybe not have a satisfying... Or maybe have a satisfying ending. But maybe something that we can go... You know what, Scarlet Witch, we know what you've done was wrong, and it's going to take a lot to forgive you, but at least you're working your way towards that redemption. There's a part of me that still doesn't believe this, though. There's a huge part of me that doesn't believe this book is actually correct, because there's still more of what has to happen for the events of Marvel Phase 5 and Phase 6 if... They're going to go through this entire reboot or whatever story they want to go through. And does it reveal much more on what has happened thus far with Loki Season 2 and Captain Marvel coming out next week? And other things that have yet to happen yet? The Secret Invasion crap? Like, does it reveal all of that? Who the hell knows? I just feel like if Scarlet Witch is going to come back in some way, or if Agatha Harkness is going to bring her back from the dead, okay, I'll buy that, because death doesn't really mean anything in the MCU. People can people can die, characters can come back. Although I hope that's not the same for Tony Stark and Captain Rogers. 
I feel like whatever we're going to get from this point forward has to be earned and has to be warranted. And to me, this ending is not earned. And I'm hoping Scarlet Witch, the real Scarlet Witch, our Scarlet Witch, mother, I really hope she comes back and uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I just don't know. I'm all over the place on this one. I'm just going to end it right here and there because I'm just throwing up my arms in the air to go. I have no idea. Hopefully this book is wrong and we get her back in some way, shape, or form. Not as a variant, not as a, an alternate timeline, but the real Scarlet Witch. And if she's really dead, then rest in peace, Wanda Maximoff. You were a monster, but you are our monster. That's all I gotta say about that. That's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, if you want to maybe disagree with me in any way, you know what to do. Go to voiceofgarcia.com, scroll all the way to the bottom, email me directly, and I will answer any stuff that you have put down As always, guys, we are just a week away from Captain Marvel 2. Actually, I'm sorry, the Marvels, (laughs) because it's not really Captain Marvel 2, the Marvels, and to see if it's really going to be one of the big box office bombs, because apparently the leaks have came out, and I don't know about the leaks, I don't like to be spoiled, but let's just say it's not good, it is not good in any way, shape, or form. So, will we praise it? Will we tear it to pieces? Who the hell knows? That's going to be coming in about two weeks because the the movie is happening next weekend. Don't forget to smash that like, subscribe, share, follow this podcast. It helps me out tremendously. I think we're just two or one week away from episode 200. And let's see what I have in store for you. With that being the case, guys, once again... Happy Halloween. Be safe if you're going to go out trick-or-treating today. If you're going to take your kids out, whatever the case may be, be safe. Check your candy. Don't eat too much. You're going to get sick tomorrow. And uh, that's all there is to it. Thanks so much, guys. As always, when it comes to comic book movies, news, games, concerns, always remember, if you hear about it and you read about it, I talk about it controversial or otherwise. Stay safe. Till next time. I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.